Hello and welcome to This DVT Life. I'm your host, Renee Petrie. Hello, hello, hello. It's episode 24 and I'm your host. Well, of course I am and I just said that, so I guess just hello. I have a confession. I also feel like that's a really great way to get your attention. So, um, as if I'm going to say something I haven't said before. Well, I'm not really, actually. I'm going to say something you've all heard in some capacity a million times before. Because really nothing is new, well, except the shape that I put on it. So, my confession. I'm addicted to sugar. I'm really addicted to it. I need it and want it, and it makes everything better. I mean, imagine candy chocolate. Life. Life. Imagine life without sugar. Imagine it without alcohol or sex or drugs or anything that you can get addicted to. Cheese. Pizza. Terrible romantic comedies. I mean, play even. Imagine a life without play. Can you be addicted to play? I'm not actually really sure, but perhaps. But imagine. Imagine, really. I mean, don't go imagining my desire for sweets when my blood sugar goes down or how I I have a headache right now because my body is desiring the sugar it had yesterday and wants it again. This episode is not about my confession and my love for sugar, which is a terrible love, by the way. It's wonderful at first, but then abusive. I do not recommend it. In fact, this episode is actually about imagining. Imagination and how we develop our own. So let's begin as always, where the world ends and life begins, where the world starts to piece itself away into the Arctic Ocean, and where the land is the most vast you have ever seen. Let's jump right in, actually, right on, the beater. You see, the beater was, and yes, that's its name, the beater. The beater was a machine, a snowmobile, or a skidoo, as we'd call it. It was, as its namesake suggests, rough. Gremlin-y, stinky, smoky, and sporting a duct tape seat. Definitely some of that honeycomb-looking padding sneaking out, that crunchy bar color. Mmm, crunchy bars. Okay, sorry, the beater. The beater was a legend among my friends. It was something that was never guaranteed to start, although it almost, it always did almost immediately when you pulled the ripcord to turn the engine. It was never guaranteed to get you from point A to B, but it always did. Even though it moved slowly, it would get you there, across all the ice and the snow. I loved getting all geared up for the annual beater run. This was not a thing, actually. It just became one a couple sentences ago. You see, the beater only went out once a year. Even though it was reliable and steady, you couldn't guarantee it, even though we never had any evidence. It was only just a once a year annual beater run, just once. My favorite part of the annual beater run was the helmet. It was heavy, just like the beater, but it also made me feel dangerous, as if the world needed protection from me, although of course I now recognize it was the other way around. It made me feel badass, like I could cut corners like the newer sleds did or spray snow onto people as I drove on by. It made me feel like I was unstoppable, like a cool kid smoking cigarettes, which was another best thing about the beater. You could wear these little stretchy gloves underneath your big mitts so you could smoke when you made the stop in the middle of the lake. And this is where the imagination part comes in. 
You see, the beater had a prescribed way of working. You pulled the rip cord, or whatever that cord is actually called, and it started. Next, you revved the engine, just to make sure it was still alive, and then you jumped on. And I was always the passenger, never the driver. My best friend was Space. Yep, that's her name. Space and the beater. The prescription of how the beater worked was prescribed by us, the operators. We knew the sequence of the helmet, winter gear, stretchy gloves, cigarettes, and the ripcord. We knew who was driving and how far we would be behind everybody else on their skidoos. But there is something that has been brewing all the while you have been listening that we are forgetting to mention. You have ascribed qualities to the beater. You have ascribed qualities to me. To space. I mean, whose name is space? What kind of person is that anyways? A fantastic one, by the way. But really, only I know the details in the way that I remember them. Only I know what color space's coat was and the underbelly of the beater. I mean, you could guess that by the way I put them both together, that they're actually both the same color, at least in the recollection. In my recollection, they are. Some other people might remember her coat color, since there were others there, but no one remember, can remember how it feels to grab her tight and hang on as the beater moved up to 40 miles an hour to catch up to Viv and his speedy new skidoo. I mean, who's Viv? What do they have to do with this story? All the while I am talking, you're doing your best to imagine the context, the given circumstances, the plot, the characters, the costumes, etc., etc. You are imagining and it's based on your associations. So in order to expand or develop your own imagination, you've got to start, or continue, making associations. Free ones, ones that are mean, ones that are awesome, ones that assume, ones that are bang on. You have to hear the beater and ascribe qualities to it. I mean, you already did it before I really told you much about it. You have a sense by now, perhaps, of my storytelling style, and that the beater is probably the hero of my story somehow. And the beauty of imagination is you don't really need to, you don't really need to know what a snowmobile is. I mean, it helps you get closer to the felt sense of my story, but it's not necessary. You just have to take the qualities that I am sharing, the offer, and put them together to make a shape of something in your mind. Then... You can ask questions within the play or play out your image, like using the dramatic medium, and let me correct it to get closer and closer to what I want to represent. And of course, in this little example, I'm imagining that you're my therapist in this equation, which would you be my therapist? Anyways, I hope this makes sense. I've been trying to come up with words and thoughts to try to speak about our work. And of course, many, many others have said some of these things before and definitely much better. But I think it's important that we start to be curious about what the heck is happening in the play. So, imagination. Imagination is a generation of associations that either completely match or come close enough, approximations, or have a different shape completely to what I might be reimagining as I share my story. The beauty of our work, DVT, is that we don't have to be mind readers. We throw our associations out there, that the beater is built like a tank, for example, and put it into relation with the source of the story, and then we work to build the imagery with the other. Imagination is associations strung together. Some have relevance to our current mood or past experiences, and some are just something that triggers a feeling or a thought in response to something else. 
Like if the beater was a tank, that could make you shift your body in a certain way as you sit on it. The duct tape gets stuck to your snow pants. Oh man, I mean, what are snow pants? Only way to find out is to enact the tape stuck to you and see if I correct the way you do it. Because you know, if you're screaming and yelling that tape is stuck to you, I'd be all like, uh, the tape doesn't stick like that because it's minus 45 Celsius. And since the tape is old, it won't stick. Okay. And then you have snow pants on. So, you know, it's not really that. And then you have the opportunity to begin to inflate your body as if you have a big snowsuit on. And then we run around the room like that for a few minutes while I imagine my version of that feeling, which I have a real relationship to. And you try it on and allow your imagination help you feel what it could be like. What it could be like holding space. Careful to not squish your cigarettes in your breast pocket of your coat while sitting on the beater during the annual beater run. Magical, isn't it? The imagination is the engine of our work. So get going and pull that ripcord. Rev it. And keep these associations firing. I mean, don't keep them to yourself. Practice sharing them. Expressing, as we know, is key. Also have fun. Because imagination is supposed to be fun, right? So there you have it. Another episode down, and I hope the conversation is still going strong. As always, feel free to send me an email at thisdvtlife at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to your iTunes store. Remember, keep that conversation going and play on.